1: Yeah, let me see if I have anything new for you on that, uh, I think it's been a couple of days since we have asked, been asked that question.
2: Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. <laughs> News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071, wow. I couldn't stand Jen Saki, but at least she could do her freaking job. This chick sucks at her gig, man. She's no... Hi, I'm Sean. It's Newstalk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. This is the Sean Show. The phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. That was Karine Jean-Pierre. Yep, wait for it. <laughs> and... um, Look, she got the gig because she's a black lesbian. There, I said it. She's a black lesbian. She got she, she can't do the gig. She sucks at the job. Saki could at least do the job. She was a lying sack of crap, but at least she could spar with people, you know what I mean? She didn't have to be, read everything out of a freaking book. Saki was full, a lying communist, but you know what? She'd go toe-to-toe with Peter Doocy. This chick has to look it up in her binder. Somebody's writing her stuff for her, man. Here's what I think, and and you can call me a racist. I I, I don't care. In fact, I don't think I'm doing my job, you know, if somebody doesn't call me a freaking racist at least once a day, you know. And they're usually racists to call me racist. Okay, Peter Ducey is a really white guy. Can we all agree on that? I mean, that, that, Chris, that dude's white, man. That is a, that's a blonde haired, blue eyed, Aryan looking white dude. I mean, he, he is. You can't get, I'm a little whiter than he is, you know, that's cause I'm Norwegian, you know, we're, we're extremely white. But Peter Ducey, he's a white dude. He's a white male. And he's a badass at his job. He's, a, he's a badass journalist. I know that's a strange sounding word these days, but that's what Peter Doocy is. He does his stinking job. He's a stinking journalist. And he's damn good at it. And he asks the tough question, uh, questions. And, uh, you know, and and she, uh, Sacky, you know, he was, he was her freaking nightmare, man. I mean, everybody else was kissing her ass for the past few years, but, uh, you know, she'd get to Pete, Peter Doocy, and, uh, you know, sparks be flying, but Saki could at least, you know, even though she was, you know, releasing absolute methane gas out of her mouth every time she opened it, at least she could, you know, go toe-to-toe with that guy. You know, she could, in other words, Saki could think on the fly. You know what I mean? And and if you're going to be a press secretary, you have to be able to answer questions on your own, on the fly. You know, and, and this chick just can't do it. So what I think, uh, to counter Ducey's You know, uh, well, let's call it what it is: professionalism and being a great journalist. By putting a black lesbian out there, then we can claim we got a black lesbian, the first black lesbian press secretary. And every time Deucey goes to spar with her, okay, he it's he's doing it because he hates black lesbians. I'm being I'm being totally honest. That's what I think. I really think that's why they put her in that position because she sucks at her job. She is not a very, she's not a very good press secretary you know she I've heard her and you have too answer questions with answers that aren't have nothing to do with the question it's almost like she hits the wrong piece of paper and starts reading the script or the wrong script uh what do you think about this baby food thing well you know the border is another uh wait hang on hang on wait a minute the border is secure you know yeah, but what do you think about the baby food thing? Um, hang on. Um, COVID is on the rise. You know, I mean, she sucks at her job, man. That and I just lost my show notes. Oh, uh, that's all right. <laughs> I don't think I need them. Oh, there they are. Um... But I, I, I honestly think it's because she's a black lesbian. They put her in there to counter Ducey. They thought that the Ducey will pull back so as not to appear to be a, a black lesbian hater. And it's really biting them on the ass because she she's, she's not very good at her job, man. You're still going to be able to do the gig, man. You know, you got to hire a black lesbian to do this show, you know, but she's still got to know how to do talk radio. Remember Janine Garofalo? She's not black, but she might be a lesbian, and they put her on the radio, and she sucked at it. You know why? Because she didn't know how to do her, didn't know how to do her job. Man, she was hired because she was Janine freaking Garofalo, and that's what tanked Air America. Okay, you put somebody in a position. In other words, you put somebody in a position that they're really not qualified for, but you're putting them putting them in that position because they check some boxes. You know, y- y- you're going to end up looking ridiculous and she looks ridiculous. She was on with Don Lemon last night and that's a double shot of obnoxious right there. I mean, whew. You know, uh, watching Don Lemon and this chick talk will give you eczema. It really will. And, uh, he asked her about the, pre- cause t- now the big talk is, is, is Biden's going Biden said he's going to run in 2024. And so the big question is, is he, he got the mental and physical ability to do the gig? And Don Lemon, to his credit, asked that question. And I don't like giving Don Lemon credit because I think he's a moron. And she kind of chuckled, and that's not a question that anybody has to ask. And it's like, are you serious? Are you not paying attention to that that guy? Who's the Asian-American activist he called Nagasaki yesterday? He called some chick Nagasaki, man. Do you have that audio?
1: And all of it's an embodiment of so many of you here today. Leaders in civil rights like Karen Nagasaki, <laughs> uh,
2: and uh, and uh, no joke, and and Donna Hiroshima over here, and uh, you know she's got the eyes thing going like Miss Nagasaki does, you know. Uh, no joke, no joke. They know where to get the best dumplings. They do. No joke. Uh, and and <laughs> yes. What? what oh drop this is a song called drop the bomb boy i'm hip Tom <laughs> morgan's laughing he said i dropped the bomb I'm like
0: did i say did i say a dirty word
2: look look champ look look i know i'm just a round eye here you know but uh you uh you chinamen have, have really come a long way you really have you know and since the uh, the the what's her name uh nagasaki chick over here and Oh, and this is going to be our personal assistant. This is Betty Wa- uh, Wasabi. And uh, no joke, no joke. Okay, they survived the bombs, and here they are. You know, I used to love that Carradine show, you know, with you people in it. You know, remember the Carradine show? No joke, that was a great show. Oh, the karate show, remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I- I'm just a round-eye talking here. Don't worry, I turned the Enola game to an ashtray. I, I did. <laughs> I- my pappy did. My papi did it still still on the kitchen table there in Scranton. No joke, no joke. Chris. We had a lovely one of you guys used to do our laundry in Scranton. It was great. The, the corners were always just so sharp on the bed. No joke. Her name was uh her name was uh, uh something. Yeah, no joke.
0: We called her Yokohama Mama. Yokohama Mama. Yeah. No
2: joke. Everybody in the like, Who is this stupid round eye? How did he become president? Godzilla would have been a better president. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm getting racist. I don't oh. care. 210 No joke. No joke. Can I call you Tokyo? You don't mind, do you? No joke. She's going to be doing something here. <laughs> something here with the Chinaman. She's going to be doing something here at the White House with the Chinaman. Miss, Miss Nagasaki. I mean, look, I've said it for years because I used to work in Delaware. In fact, I got a Delaware story to tell you guys in a few minutes. That my my because my wife is now listening. It's we it's the the case of the mysterious blonde hair, and that's coming up next. God, Chris, I just forgot what I was going to say. What was I going to say? Why was I bringing up my wife? Oh, because we're going to talk about the blonde hair thing coming up next. Uh, but the, the Joe Biden, oh Delaware—that's what it was. The Joe Biden. Hey, I'm getting old. Joe Biden is—he's not—he loves to say he's from Scranton because it's kind of. A, have you ever been to Scranton? It's kind of a tough, edgy industrial town, right? But he—he he left when he was like 11 or 12. Okay, he grew up in freaking Delaware. Delaware sucks. It let me just say it. It sucks. And d- you want to meet some old school, you know? Uh uh daisy chained all the way down from the uh from the Civil War kind of racists. You go to freaking Delaware, go to slower lower, man. Go to Sussex County. Go to Wilmington. Go to Newark. He's old school Delaware redneck racist with money. Uh, other people's mostly. Remember uh Barkley Van Camp and Robbins were doing this. Remember when he was describing Obama as clean and <laughs> uh, meaning most aren't you know what i mean no no no, no he, he's he's clean he, he's intelligent sounding he doesn't listen to rap you know he, he's, a, he, he's a he's a he's a he's a he's a clean black guy you know i mean remember that that's joe biden nagasaki <laughs> no his mental acuity is just fine man he's He's firing on all cylinders there, baby. You, you, you're right there. Whoa. 210 599 5555. 210 599 5555. Let's take a break, and then we'll talk about the blonde hair thing, and I'll take your calls on that. That's next on News Talk 550, KTSA.
1: This is Aaron Katursky, ABC News. Congratulations to KTSA on 100 years of service to San Antonio and South Texas. Okay. News Talk
2: 550, KTSA. It's Sean. Phone lines are open, 210-599-5585. This is a personal story, but I, I told my wife I was going to go on the air with this. I told my wife and my daughter I was going to go on the on the air with this because they both turned against me. My wife and I were having a conversation last uh, yesterday afternoon about one of my ex-girlfriends. I uh, This is from 100 years ago when I lived in Delaware, okay, which is the armpit of the country. And I'm living in this crummy little apartment with, uh, with a woman who was from New Jersey, actually. My hearing just came back a few years ago. And, uh, she was, and I was telling my wife that she was hyper jealous. Like if we're at a restaurant and I smiled at the waitress a little too long, she assumed I'd slept with her. Okay. This is, this was our relationship. All right. Wonderful person, but she was hyper, hyper jealous. Okay. I'm working at a freaking Wawa. A Wawa is not a radio station. It's a freaking convenience store. Okay. I'm in my, I'm, I'm like 24 years of age, 25. I'm working at this freaking convenience store and her parents lived right across the border in South Jersey. So every now and again, if I had a heavy work schedule for the weekend, she'd go spend the weekend with her parents and her brother. Okay. So, and I'm telling my wife this story. Now, mind you, and I actually walked my ass down the programming to get permission to say this. My my wife refers to every single one of my exes as a dirty little whore. I mean, that's what she calls them. They're all dirty little. Right. Every last one. Until of them. you met me, every single one of them were dirty little whores. So that's who my wife is. So I, I figure when I'm talking about an ex-girlfriend, the last damn thing she's going to do is take her side on something. But right. comes the case of the blonde hair. So my then-girlfriend, who was Italian, had dark hair, was uh, out of town for the weekend. I'm working my ass off at a freaking Wawa, okay, doing double shifts. Mm -hmm. I'm literally coming home, sleeping, getting up, going back to freaking work, okay? I don't see her at all, and I go to work on Monday, and I get a phone call. I'm working the deli, okay? I get a phone call over the brochure from my then-girlfriend saying, Who was she? I'm like, Who was who? Oh, you know what I'm talking about. Who was she? I mean, she's Jersey. Who was she? You know, I'm like, who was who? She assumed, and I was arguing uh, with her that I had apparently had a blonde woman in the apartment and had taken a shower with her. She based this on the fact that she found a single blonde hair in the apartment. And one of the bathrobes was hung wrong. It wasn't hanging on the usual peg. I think it might have been mine. I don't even remember. There was something about the bathrobes, and she found a single blonde hair. And I'm telling my wife this story, going, isn't that crazy? And she's like, hmm. Her first reaction was, hmm. And I said, what do you mean, hmm? Where did the blonde hair come from? I'm like, what are you talking about? There was... I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I'm like, I don't know where the blonde hair. She showed me. She had it in a saran plastic bag when I got home. I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know where the blonde. Is. My <laughs> wife starts goes lawyer on me. It said evidence across the. Top. It did, yeah. but then my wife starts a. agreeing with her. Oh. I'm like, well, I'm like, don't you think that's crazy? She's like, um, no, don't they clean apartments? Because I'm like, we haven't even lived there very long, so it could have been the previous tenant. My wife's response: she's almost talking to an invisible judge. Uh, Your Honor, may I submit? That they clean these apartments every time someone moves in. So where did their blonde hair come from? If it had been shampooed, there would have been no other people's hair in your apartment. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And why was the bath- was, why was the bathrobe on a different peg? I'm like, I don't know. I'm having this argument. This happened 30 years ago, man. I'm having this argument. My wife agrees with my ex, whom she's also referred to as a dirty little R. <laughs> She went freaking Perry then we go home and, and she tells my daughter and they they gang up on me. Uh-oh. Suddenly I got freaking Matlock and Perry Mason coming at me. Where did the blonde hair come from? Stepdaddy. You know, I mean well, I don't know. I don't know where the blonde hair came from. There was
0: nobody. Who is the dirty little whore now?
2: I'm just saying there was nobody <laughs> to me it's a funny See how you are. <laughs> kojak over here i'm just saying the blonde hair i don't know where it came from i didn't mess around with
0: anybody that week i did after that though if i'm gonna be guilty of something anyway i'm just saying no hold on a second what let's back up a second okay because now i'm curious what i believe you because you don't shower (laughs) so i'm on your side i got you today though so before the, the the lady the young lady in question Who your wife refers to as a dirty little whore? Right. (laughs) Um, Though, though, I'm assuming there was a relationship before that. What do you mean? Before the girl that you were living with in Delaware. Right. Was there a a relationship with a female before that? (laughs) Quite a few. Okay. (laughs) Were any of them blonde? Yeah. There you go.
1: There you go. In fact, she hated
2: my ex-girl. She hated my ex-girl Devin, and and she was crazy, and she had blonde hair. So she, maybe she thought it was Devin. I don't know.
0: Yeah, you. But there was nobody said, it's there. A, it's a hanging. Hangin it on didn't from happen two relationships ago. Are
2: you telling me that a blonde, a single blonde hair is evidence enough that you everybody? Because what I'm getting here is that everybody's saying, "Well, no, she had a legitimate point." I'm like what are you talking about? A legitimate point. It was well, one blonde hair. Well, before, she did. For, have a, well, I'm sorry. Before which you had no explanation. Why? Well, how do I? Well, how would I know the damn thing got there?
0: I just told you it could have been a hippie hair from somebody that lived there before. You could have just said that was from so and so. Well, why? Then I, but ago. then I'd be actually lying. If
2: I actually attributed some reason for the hair being there, I would have to be lying mm-hmm. to right. not upset her.
0: But you don't. Know, you, you know the, the the thing is, you didn't actually know where the hair came. I from. I had no idea where. So the you could hair have just from. said perhaps it came from so and so. But then that place is so and so in the apartment. nah uh, because I you know how those hairs hang on. I yeah. object. Was it like one of those terry cloth robes or something? Or? I ob- I don't even know
2: if the hair was on the robe. I don't think the hair wasn't on the robe. I mean, oh, she- oh. The oh. See, oh. No, see you
0: guys. Oh. The hair wasn't okay. on the damn robe. Where did she find it? In the bed. Oh God Almighty! <laughs> well, 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 come on. I don't now. care. You, you left, left I that out. Earlier. Yeah, you didn't sleep with anybody in that bed. This I barely is- slept with did her. Did you not
2: sleep in the bed?
0: I did sleep in the bed. How did the I had no remained. idea where the hair came what did, from. What, what did it attach itself to you while you were it, at the coffee bar? It could have been a
2: co uh, a, a hair could have, I don't know, got stuck on my apron or something. I don't you know. You had your coworker over? No. There was a coworker that later on, I, you know, that, that was much later on. That was a different story. It was like the boy, she hates, she hates my guts. The following anyway,
0: following
2: weekend, <laughs> all or of them going to be guilty of something. Yeah, mad at the girl I'm,
0: he's living with oh, because she's saying, texting me. Oh, punk ass!
2: The robe was placed hey. a punk ass. The robe was placed on a different hook because it was placed on a hook by a different person. There was no other person. <laughs> Baby. See, now you left out the part about where the hair was found. Yes, you did. Well, but I don't Man. know how that... See, this I, is a
0: whole other story uh,
2: now. Taking your calls. 210 <laughs> 599 Why is everybody betraying me in such a harsh way?
0: Well, because the evidence is quickly stacking up against I did not you. know where
2: the hair came from. All right. Uh-huh. Let me tell you about my friends at Alamo Water Softeners. I have a couple of these
0: systems in my home. And if you shampoo your hair with water from the Salomon water system, it'll be as soft as the hair Sean's ex-girlfriend found in his bed that day, back in 1992. 91. <laughs> um, <laughs> News
2: Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. wife just texted me, keep digging, keep digging, dot, dot, dot. I did not have a blonde woman in that apartment 30 years ago in Delaware. just didn't happen.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Taking your calls, 210-599-5555. I
0: don't know. The evidence is pretty damning at this point.
2: But but to me, in my mind, it was so ridiculous because it it just, well, no, I didn't. I didn't. Absolutely didn't.
0: Was there a time during that weekend that you were intoxicated?
2: No. At that point, actually, I didn't drink at all. Really? For about three years. Wow and then i broke up with her and began drinking heavily <laughs> i had a lot of time you know, to make by up for it by the sounds
0: of things you should have been drinking during i
2: so i did, did a couple there, times man. couple times i you know had some
0: wine it, to me cuz the whole to me it sounds like the whole experience was quite unpleasant for you we yes yeah. <laughs> it was
2: 4 years in delaware man yeah that shouldn't not that, that kind of explain everything 4 years in 3 apartments in delaware there you mm-hmm. go all right, right. um they're making an look, we're all looking forward to this Elvis movie we were talking about this on wearing rima that Baz Luhrmann who is one of my favorite directors mm-hmm. has done a, a a movie about Elvis it's got yeah. Tom Hanks in it uh Baz Luhrmann who did one of my all-time favorite movies Moulin Rouge with Ewan McGregor and Nicole Kidman that Australian check. and um man, it's a great movie it's about mm-hmm. so that the time of the, the turn of the century when to lose the trek and all those guys were painting and stuff. It's just a brilliant movie. Um, and he's done this Elvis movie. Right. So we're
0: I mean, looking forward to it.
2: Um, I think it,
0: Trey even mentioned maybe we'll all go see it together so we can talk about it on the radio or whatever. Because sitting <clears> in a dark room with you is always a good time.
2: Ah. Uh, not if there's a blonde hair in, there, in the seat. <laughs> Who was she? Who was she? Anyway. Um, but here's a movie that I have no desire to see. They're they're making the second Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. You didn't like the first one. I thought it was one of the most purely depressing pieces of crap I've ever seen in my life. It's it's 33. It's the 30 33rd highest grossing movie in the history of movies. Was it Joker? Joker. Wow. It brought in 1.074 billion dollars. And I hated that. That movie was so depressing. That movie, that movie hit me in t- on two different levels. First off, it's Joaquin Phoenix trying to win an Oscar, which he did, which he did, and then bizarrely he talked about lactating cows in right. his acceptance speech. And he breakfast thought the breakfast cereal. He thought Chris Rock getting smacked was, you know, weird. Yeah. And and uh, and it was just depressing. It was just it was a very very depressing movie. And now they're making a sequel, Joker. It's called Joker Folie a Deux. We're not pretentious or anything, are we? Uh, and it's got Lady Lady Gaga is going to play Harley Quinn, and it's going to be a freaking musical. What? Th- that's what the buzz is right now. It's going to be a musical. No, that's going to be bad. That's going to suck. Mm-hmm. So I, But that first one, man, yeah. Ooh, yeesh. You see, I like the first one. I hated it. God, I hated that movie. Chris, did you like that movie? Eh. Chris is kind of meh. Yeah, you I liked, liked it. it? I liked it. It, wasn't de- it was so depressing, though. Mm-hmm. It was depressing. I mean, he freaking kills his mom at the end. You know what I mean? It was just really depressing. Sorry, I just blew it for you if you haven't seen the stupid movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and and also, I thought the part on the talk show was just completely unbelievable. That, that to me, was just well, at the end, not the, believable right. at all. With Robert De Niro as right. Joe Franklin,
0: you didn't buy that one? No. <laughs>
2: You're going to have this guy on a major. No, no it's just it didn't. It, that, to me, just took me way out of reality. I was like, that's stupid. Right.
0: But I don't think that that, that wasn't like it. Joe Franklin wasn't a, a nationwide talk show at that time.
2: What's that, Joe Frank? Uh, the, the
0: Joe Franklin's show. It was like a so. York, he was a real guy. Yeah, but yeah, he was New York City talk show host. Oh, I didn't He's know really that. Late at night on TV. Yeah, well, he
2: didn't get shot by a guy in clown makeup, did he?
0: No, he lived to be a ripe old age. <laughs> but he had these bizarro guests on his show. Oh, I didn't know you that. Know, yeah,
2: nah, that movie depressed the crap out of me.
0: Yeah, I can see where it would, but I I enjoyed it. I thought it was I thought it was well done.
2: And he kills the dude with the. Dwarf, you know, that was just depressing.
0: Yeah, but that the following scene was my favorite part of the movie. What? Where he kills the guy, and he scares the little person. And the little person's trying to leave, oh, and yeah. he can't reach it.
2: <laughs> now, reach. I'll grant you that was he can't funny.
0: He not reach the lock on the door.
2: <laughs> now, that was darkly funny, okay? And then
0: jo- Joaquin goes, ah! Yeah, right, 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 scares him.
2: <laughs> <her. laughs> oh, wait, <laughs> What time is it? Sonia, can you hang on through the break?
0: That part cracked me up.
2: We just depressed the crap out of me. I I have a low tolerance for depressing crap anymore. It's weird. Um, Sonia wants to talk about the blonde hair. That's coming up next on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA, and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. My wife keeps texting me. Then we'll talk to Sonia here. Uh, blonde hairs don't travel unless on the head of a blonde who brings it. Your Honor, this punk ass is clearly lying, and he, in fact, is the dirty
1: whore. I like how she's texting the imaginary court.
2: <laughs> Yesterday, she was talking openly to the imaginary court. Oh, she also wants me to make it sure, make it known that I, she calls my ex-girlfriend's dirty little whores to be funny. Sure. Uh two one zero five nine nine eighty five eighty five. Okay, baby. That's whatever whatever, honey. I am sure that's true. Um here's Sonia. Sonya, how you doing?
1: I'm doing good. How are you?
2: Uh oh. You sound serious.
1: Oh <laughs> um, I because I have to get back to work. I do construction, so do you okay. like keep me on inner side while I'm doing my work. Okay. Um but um I just wanted to tell you have they ever thought about um your innocence self proven guilty? What's that? Has anybody ever thought has anybody ever thought that you're innocent until proven guilty?
2: Well, that's the way it's supposed to operate, isn't it?
1: Exactly. Nobody's calling, so I wanted to just call and tell you that. Let these well, people know I'm innocent until proven guilty.
2: That's right. Prove my ass to be guilty. We already did. No, All you right. didn't. No, you didn't. Not with nobody one blonde hair, you didn't.
1: Right, nobody proved you guilty, so you're still innocent.
2: That's right, Sonia. Thank you for being in my corner. Okay.
1: Thank you for bringing this
0: habeas, this pesky habeas corpus stuff up, don't, man. Don't hang up yet, right. Sonia. What color is your hair?
1: My hair is as dirty blonde, but I cut, but I yeah. color it red.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. Right.
1: And we. I thought was
2: Sonia thirty years ago in I Delaware. Tried,
1: yeah. And we said he's guilty.
2: Oh, God. Well, Sonia, I. I you're
0: innocent. You're I appre- innocent until proven guilty.
2: I appreciate the support, Sonia.
1: You're welcome. I got to go.
2: All right. Call me. All right.
0: Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's good to hear her voice again. I may need a place to live again soon. There was no
2: blonde in that apartment mm. ever. Right. Ever. Yeah. Oh, wait. She had a uh, sorority friend who had blonde hair who I couldn't stand. Okay. I'm just, you know. Yeah. But it wasn't her either. No. Uh, but that might account for the blonde hair.
0: Yeah, it could have been floating around in there. God, know. that chick was annoying. I can't remember her
2: freaking name.
0: And you're still proclaiming your innocence in all
2: of this. Because stuff. I am innocent. I didn't have a blonde woman no, I'm in t- the apartment. You know,
0: I'm, not, I'm not convicting you. I'm not pointing any fingers. I'm just reminding you. I can see I'm cry. reminding you right now that God don't like a liar.
2: I'm not I'm lying. Okay. Look, I've lied about a lot of crap, but I'm not lying about this. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right.
2: <laughs> I've lied to a lot of women about a lot of things, but I and that's the thing. See, I can handle being guilty of what I'm guilty of, okay? If I'm guilty of something, it's like, all right, well, you got me. I'm guilty, all right? But, man, to be guilty of something I'm not guilty of, that pisses me off. (laughs) And apparently the entire city of San Antonio thinks I'm pretty guilty, except for Sonia. You don't want to be guilty for something you're not guilty of? I don't want... When you say that I'm guilty of something I didn't actually do, that upsets me. If I've written books about all the crazy crap I've done, okay? Mm-hmm. I've written books listing my sins. All right? Nowhere in that book is there a poem about the blonde chick I had in the apartment in Newark. Oh, and it is pronounced Newark, Delaware. It's not Newark. Newark is New Jersey. Newark is Delaware, just so you know. And if you go to Newark, Delaware, you will never, ever experience anyone who talks like this. It's is how they talk out there in
0: Delaware. Hello, you want or... some Jimmy Crabs? I'll get you some Jimmy Crabs and oysters. Blonde hair will mysteriously pop up on your pillow. You mind if I use your your girlfriend's robe so right? I can take a bath?
2: <laughs> sure, honey. Just don't leave any errant hairs uh, in the robe or in the bed or anywhere.
0: Don't need any hassle from that.
2: Don't need any hassle from the Italian chick when she gets home, huh? Yeah.
0: See, this is where you and I are different, because I always admitted to everything. But I didn't do it. it it.
2: I always say, yeah, I did, and what are you going to do about it? Even if you didn't do it, you would admit to it? (laughs) Yeah.
0: What's wrong with you? Just to see the fireworks. Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) You've obviously never lived with an Italian chick from Jersey. There's plenty of fireworks. (laughs) Plenty of fireworks. Yeah. I see how you look at that freaking chick you work with. She was right about that one, but anyway, that was months later. It's Sean on Newstock 550, KTNC.
1: The way that we see this is that the American people are well-positioned uh, to face these challenges because of the economic
0: historic uh, gains that we have made uh, under this president.
2: Sean Reimer, 9 till 11. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Okay. That's great. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. Five minutes after 10. I'm Sean. Biden speaking in Philadelphia. Who cares? I want to tell you about this story I'm looking at, and I'm sure you've heard bits and pieces of this. I'm looking at the story from the Washington Post. Okay. Okay. Uh, a children's story hour hour at a California library was disrupted by several members of the Proud Boys on Saturday. Uh, the San at this happened at the San Lorenzo Library, about 25 miles from San Francisco. The San, <laughs> this is just so ridiculous. The San Lorenzo Library was hosting Drag Queen Story Hour for little kids where drag queens read stories to little kids. Okay.
0: Do you have examples of any of the books that were being read?
2: Uh no, not not in this story. But I'm sure it wasn't, you know, See Spot Run. More like See Spot Swish.
0: No. <laughs> so there
2: <laughs> these are drag queens reading stories to kids. I, I'm not really sure wh- the purpose of drag queens reading stories to kids. You know, let, 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 let the kids grow up and they can deal with the drag queens later on, or maybe even become one. But these are kids. Right. Proud boys show up and start. Uh, let's see. Let, the, the story itself is just funny. Roughly 25 miles from San Francisco, across from the East Bay, the San Lorenzo Library is hosting Drag Queen Story Hour. <laughs> When a group of five men interrupted the event and began hurling homophobic and transphobic insults at attendees, including the drag performer known as Panda Dulce, officials said. Drag Queen Story Hour, where performers read books to children, takes place in a part of the library where any member of the community can hold a meeting. The men were described as extremely aggressive with a threatening, violent demeanor causing people to fear for their safety, uh, said uh, the Alameda County Sheriff, uh, Lieutenant Ray Kelly. In addition to the hate crime probe, authorities have also launched an investigation of whether the Proud Boys' actions, quote, annoyed or harassed children, which is a violation of the penal code. They were drag queens reading stories to little kids. All right, I got nothing against drag but these are freaking little kids. And you're telling me you're going to bust the Proud Boys for harassing children? You know, I mean, this this is getting absurd, man. Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) rocket. I wonder what was in the pail. Do you think cocaine? You know, <laughs> I'm just. This is so absurd. Why? Why do? Why uh, do we need to, drag queens reading anything to kids? Why do we need drag queens reading anything to kids?
0: I'm just gonna throw this out there, and, and you can you can riff on this all you want. All right. This is something that just came into my head as you were reading this, sharing the story. With right. Us. Do you think that perhaps they just do things like this? To piss people off. To get there's guys no like re- the Proud Boys to there, show up? There's no real message. There's no real. Right. They just do it to, to make people mad. Who, the, the the drag queens or the Proud Boys? It, 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 the drag queens. Yes. I think you know, they do. I don't think that they're trying to get any. You know, Perhaps that they're not trying to get a message across so much as, well, let's just piss people off.
2: I think you're right. Yeah. Because what is the purpose of drag queens reading books to children? What is the purpose? Because then you you got to explain to them why they're drag queens,
0: and they're little kids, right? Because, as a parent of several children, I you know I can't see how it would be beneficial educ from an educational it's, standpoint. It can't. Uh, there isn't. It's and, not. And again, if a you know if, if there is a, a a member of the LGBTQ community who likes to read the children, more power to you. Sure. You know but what's the purpose <laughs> I mean, really you know why i agree I, I, and the proud boys are i mean now
2: granted you know people busted into a vent and and but they were obviously they had a reason for being pissed off they're drag queens reading stories to children mm-hmm. why wasn't a lot of, why weren't a lot of people pissed off about that well it's San from freaking cisco right isn't that adorable
0: but why was it just drag queens? I don't. It, it, it's, it could have been. Why couldn't it have been like you know a couple of drag queens and then you know some people who are not drag queens stop by to read some.
2: Books. I, I don't. I don't want drag queens reading stories to kids. And I that, that you know, and I got nothing against drag queens. I know a few. You know what I mean? Right. But they're little kids, man. What are you? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? I agree with you. What's the point of this? Right. What are and, you doing? I
0: can't help but think it's just to 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 raise the ire of people. Yeah. You know, because you, you you have the the thinking. Sometimes right. is what can I do to, to piss off the other side? Precisely. You know, what I, can I do to make them mad? I want to you break know, it and away and draw them out and show them for what we perceive them to actually what we perceive them to be.
2: I agree, actually, absolutely. I want to, the President speaking. I want to. He's about the economy uh, in Philadelphia. Is he reading
0: stories to children? This should be.
2: <laughs> he probably would do that better than read his own damn script, <laughs> right? Let's just take a listen for a minute here we can, on Talk 550 KTSA. And uh, I'm sorry, I didn't even ask if you had it. Oh, there we go.
1: Put money in the pockets of hardworking Americans who are in trouble, being thrown out in the street because they couldn't pay the rent through no fault of their own. it gave them what my dad used to call just a little bit of breathing room. The next step was the bipartisan infrastructure law. And now not only is it infrastructure weak, We've arrived at infrastructure decade. And people are going to see a lot of it. We've got to remind them where it's coming from. We announced nearly three billion dollars this year to improve more than three thousand airports across fifty straits this year. This year. We announced five billion. So union workers can get to work building a national network of electric vehicle charging stations. We announced Uh, the largest investment in public transit in American history. More than the entire air track system when it started. $20.5 billion. And the people we come from, like when the president, President Obama used to always give me the good assignments. (laughs) Well, I remember one day walked in on a joke and said, Joe, fix Detroit. I said, okay, no problem.
2: Oh, God. No, you think
1: I'm kidding. You think I'm kidding. I think you're well, lying. I didn't realize I thought I knew a lot about the cities. When I was Detroit, the vast majority of the people living in the cities, their jobs are out of town because they're not doing manufacturing in towns anymore. Out of town. <laughs> so we got a rail system for them. we got a freight system. we got a bus system. It changed it. It's growing. It's going to create more good jobs using products that are made in America, and folks, it's also going to reduce pollution, (laughs) while it's making it safer and safer for folks to go to work and get to work every day. What all this means for all of you is a simple proposition, and I remember us having this discussion, old buddy. When I think global warming, I think jobs, (laughs) jobs, 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 good paying union jobs jobs you can raise no. a family on, no. jobs you can't out be outsourced. Look, no. the infrastructure law is about more than rebuilding our infrastructure. It's about rebuilding the middle class. And that's why we made sure that the infrastructure law included significant labor protections. For example, I insisted that the overwhelming majority of the funds included in the law are subject to Davis-Bacon requirements. Union has to do it.
2: You sound like he's yeah, like on drugs. I want to
1: help unions. It's simple. They're the best in the world. If we're going to build infrastructure, we should have... You know, what I always find, we don't talk enough about, and I'm not going to take the time today. But you know what? You what? don't just decide you want to be a pipe fitter or an electrician or whatever else you want to pick. It takes you four or five years. Hard work. It's like going to college. Fortunately, really? you can get these union-paid you can get paid to do some of it. But my point is, people don't realize, and I see every place I go, and you've heard me do it at Chambers of Commerce, the best trained workers in the world. So folks, rebuilding our country will earn a prevailing wage. They should. Another thing the law does it's help expand registered apprenticeships.
0: That's Remember registered. when
1: the <laughs> labor when the business said, we will take care of the apprenticeships? Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. Come on, man.
2: Oh, come on, man. Come Come on, on, man. Come on,
1: man. (laughs) Union partnerships allow workers to earn while they learn. That matters. Because laying a strong foundation for the future of this country is about more than having strong roads and bridges. It's about making sure that here in America, folks who work hard, and live their lives with dignity and respect. Mm-hmm. That's why I continue to call on Congress to finally pass the PRO Act,
0: <laughs>
1: which will make it easier for workers to organize. <clears throat> <clears throat> you know, when Franklin Roosevelt... That's the NLRB. It didn't say you can't have unions. It said we should encourage unions. That's the NLRB says. It's a big difference. And look, I'm not just saying that to be pro-union. I'm saying it because I'm pro-American. Folks. 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 That's the approach I've taken to build this economy. Mm. <laughs> what has to be done? Well, we brought down COVID deaths by 90%.
2: Oh, my God. We opened
1: schools and businesses that were shuttered.
2: Oh, my God.
1: All, it all created the greatest job recovery in uh, American history. <laughs> People don't want to talk about it these days, but it it's didn't true. Happen. Since i become president, we've created 8.7 million new jobs oh. in 16 months, an all-time record. Oh, God. And even last month. 390,000 jobs uh, and 600,000 new manufacturing jobs. They said manufacturing is dead in America. Uh, look, folks. Folks. Our look, unemployment look. rate is near hey, historic hey. lows 3.7%. And, and millions of Americans are leaving. I love these guys talking about why the guy, guy left my, 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 my employment, went to another <laughs> job. Because he got paid more. Because they got paid more. Like Isn't Nagasaki that awful? Check. Isn't that a shame that they gotta compete for labor? Better paying jobs. Oh for better jobs for them and their families. Mm. It's been a long time since that's happened in this country. But it's happening now and it's working. Mm. Since I took office to your help, families are carrying less debt nationwide they have more savings nationwide. More Americans applied for new small businesses last year than ever before in American history. 5.4 million new small business applications. Jobs and companies are coming home again. We're making Buy American a reality, not just a slogan. I award no contracts from the federal government. Because they can prove they bought it in America. And by the way, Republicans like to portray me as some kind of big spender. They have spent a lot of money. But let's compare the facts. Under my predecessor, the deficit exploded, raising, rising every single year. And all the benefit going to the top 1%, basically. Under my plan, last year, We cut the deficit by $350 billion. Doing all this. You know how they talk about Biden wants to spend more on schools and all this. Guess what? He's going to create a deficit. Ladies and gentlemen, this year, by the end of the fiscal year, we will have cut the federal deficit by another $1 point six trillion dollars in one year. One year. So when they come to you and talk about big spenders, let them know. Almost two trillion dollars in deficit reduction. I don't want to hear any more of these lies about reckless spending. We're changing people's lives. And because of the fact, this year, we're delivering the biggest drop in deficit in the history of the United States of America. Oh, God. <laughs> Look, the point is this. Under my plan for the economy, we made extraordinary progress. And we put America in a position To tackle a worldwide problem is worse everywhere but here. Inflation. It's sapping the strength of a lot of families. Hey, where the white women I grew up in a household not far from here, Claymont and Wilmington, where the price of a gallon of gasoline went up was a conversation at dinner table. It mattered. Uh It mattered to my working family. (laughs) It mattered. Uh The price of food went up.
2: Uh
1: The problem is... Republicans in Congress are doing everything they can to stop my plans to bring down costs for unordinary families. That's why my plan is not finished,
0: and why
1: the results aren't finished either. Jobs are back, but prices are still too high. Hair legs. COVID is down, but gas prices are up. Our work isn't done, but here's the deal. What? America still has a choice to make. What? A choice between a government. By the few, for the few, or government for all of us.
2: Uh, I can't take it anymore. That's the all I can do. I can't take it anymore. I'm going to vomit. All right. Uh, news Talk 550 KTSA. Whoa, He is so full of crap. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. One. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 it's a Sean Show, News Talk, 550 KTSA. Um, just seeing some very sad news. That's uh, This is very, very sad. I know we broke away from the president a little early, but I, I wanted to get back on the air so I could let you know about this uh, before you hear it from somebody else. The K-pop boy band, BTS, is breaking up. That's right. Jungkook, Jin, RM, V, Suga, J-Hope, and Jimin are all going their separate ways to pursue solo careers. The popular South Korean band shared the news that they, are, uh, they will return someday. They had tears in their eyes. What is K-pop? What does that mean? Does anybody know what that means? What does that
0: mean? It's basically a boy band from Korea. There are several of them. (laughs) They call it K-pop? They call it K-pop. Korean pop? That's what they call it here. Well, I'll be K-pop. I'm not sure what they call it in Korean. I
2: like that K-pop with them Koreans in it. Mm
0: K-pop. That almost feels a
2: little racist, doesn't it? Kind of. Here's, um, uh, I know people are heartbroken. Why should it be N-K-pop? South- SK-pop, it's SK-pop They're South- they don't allow boy bands in North Korea <laughs> they put them in the gulags but in South Korea, hey, K-pop
1: should be gulag pop
2: gulag pop, North Korean <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible there's our latest song uh, it's hitting the airwaves today, it's number one on the charts it's I Love Kim <laughs> knocked out <laughs> The former number one, my cuffs are chafing. My cuffs are chafing. The follow-up to my cuffs are chafing. I love Kim from their hit album "Don't Kill My Family." <laughs> NK pop coming to a <laughs> coming to Spotify uh, very soon. Uh, J Hope is my favorite so. too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So them going, you know, doing their solo careers, I guess they're going into solitary?
2: <laughs> <laughs> solo careers, individual interrogation, right? <laughs> That's so awful, we're terrible people. Former bassist for the NORK pop band, NK-pop band, uh, his first solo effort, ouch, that hurts. That's so bad. That's so bad. This follows up his single from last summer that rocked the airwaves. I'll tell you anything you want to hear. Here's Ron. Ron, how you doing? <laughs> so sorry.
0: <laughs> just, just. Hey, Sean. I'm doing better. Get to hear you laugh. <laughs> yeah,
1: this makes it all better. Very cool.
2: Oh, gosh. What do you think? We only I got a few seconds to- here. <laughs>
1: Okay, thanks for cutting that, that fantasy fest with Biden. But um, just real quick, I, I know that you're not going to want to hear it. Well, a lot of people won't hear As far as drag queens are concerned, why are they, and who are they, and what is it all about? Well, it's, it's real simple. It, it just, It's just they're, they're here to fly in the face of God. It, it, the Bible even says the man should dress like a man, woman should dress like a man. And as much of a drag that is to a lot of people's ears, um, it's not only in the Bible that a man with a woman, um, but it's also a man should dress like a man. And it just flies in the face, and it just—it is what it is these days. And we know that um, God and Jesus are under attack from day one. You're a man of God, and uh, that's—that's that's just the way it is. Well, They're I mean, serving I, their purpose.
2: I gotta go. I'm, I'm, when I come back, I want to re- respond to that. Okay, I just got to So keep listening, okay, Ron? Yeah, you bet. All you right, bet man. Thank you, you brother. Sure. All right, we'll, we'll respond to that when we get back. Two one zero five nine nine fifty-five fifty-five. Yeah, News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one oh seven one. I'm Sean. Hi. This is my show. And John, I'm do this is my show. We're taking your calls. 210-599-5555. Here's Esteban. Esteban, how you doing?
1: All right, so I heard that load of malarkey and fecal material from a <laughs> uncastrated male bovine.
2: This is <laughs> An uncastrated I mean, male bovine.
0: <laughs> you no, know, uh, this, this, it was like one flew over a cuckoo's nest. Are they just giving him stuff to read and telling him to sound angry and passionate? Because this, I mean, our president has no touch with reality. Yeah, well,
2: yeah, most of what he said was absolute bullcrap. And secondly, he, what the, yeah, what is it with the anger thing? You know, I, I, he's gonna he's gonna mess himself, you know, getting clenching up like that. You know, he, he just gets so angry. Yeah, I don't. You know, it's not really working for him. You know,
0: it's you know, it, it sounds like like I said, it sounds like a scene from One Flew Over to the Cuckoo's Nest, <laughs> or something from a retirement home and Alzheimer's ward.
2: <laughs> Jeez. All right, that's fun. Thanks for the call, man. <laughs> Folks, uh, here's Charles. Charles, how you doing? I'm doing good, Mister Sean. I was listening earlier. They're they're trying to get you beat up when you get home, aren't they? Chris and Don, aren't they? Well, yeah, long. it amuses them when my wife smacks me around. <laughs> Makes that yeah. day.
1: I mean, I said, <laughs> what are you trying to do, man? This poor guy just gave out a surgery. They're going to get him killed.
2: Yeah, you're beaten up by I, my wife.
1: Uh, but but all, all that fun aside, I just wanted to uh, call and remind you all that today is the last funeral for these children over there in New mm-hmm. Orleans, it, right. and
2: it's strange
1: that it's taken so long
2: just to get everybody buried, but
1: it is a small town that there's only one mortuary or two, and so that's why it could take it so long. So, I just wanted to mention that, to everybody. today's the last day mm. for the last funeral, and I'm hoping next week, Governor Abbott is that's why he's been silent. I hope the everything hits the fan next week because I want some answers. I really do.
2: Well, and, the, yeah, there's a there's a lot. I mean, and they're blocking a lot of uh, freedom of information access to PD there out there uh, for requests to for different documents regarding this. Horrible crime, and uh, there's a lot. You're right. There's a lot of unanswered questions. A lot. So I, I think he's been holding off out a, a respect that these kids weren't even married yet. But now that today is the last day, I'm hoping next week everything hits the fan. And yeah. A a yeah. Me too, man. All you right. Have a pre- great day, sir. Thank, thank, you. thank you. I appreciate the call. You know, I appreciate the call. Well, it, you know, we're we're talking about on on, on uh, where and rhyme this morning, and. Uh, I hate to say, you know, you're not being a weirdo if you think there's some kind of cover-up going on in Uvalde, because it's the way they're acting, as far as the police, the you know, school district police. Uh, so yeah, we need some answers. We need to know what happened here. Uh, the people of Uvalde need to know what happened here. They're the ones that deserve answers, and I don't i don't like to use the word deserve i i i rarely use the word deserve but i'm using it here they deserve answers as to what happened we we had this person we don't know very little about this person in uh... duncansville that walked into a summer camp with about 150 kids in there and that kind of went down the way it's supposed to go down right the uh, cops were there immediately uh... All the doors have been locked uh the dude was trying the locks on these classes classrooms, and cops show up. he shoots them. they shoot him dead. That's the way it's supposed to happen, so people need to know what happened here. The people of Uvalde need to know what happened here, and so far you know we're we're not we're not really. We've had multiple versions of different things, right and that, that that's a little weird. you know there was a resource officer then there wasn't a resource officer so yeah we, we need some answers here. well, I don't need the answers. The people of Uvalde need the answers, yeah two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five uh let me know what you're thinking.
1: This is Dana Lash congratulating KTSA on 100 years of service to San Antonio in South Texas.
2: Thank you, Dana. Dana Lash. Dana Lash. I've done her show a few times. Dana Lash.
1: She does not have blonde hair.
2: No, she doesn't. I like the Dana Lash show. I like her appearances on Fox, too. Fox News.
0: Listen to you, what? Dirty old man. A dirty you know, old man. The last caller just called and said that he sympathizes with you because he feels that Chris and I are always trying, always you know trying to figure out a way for you to get your butt kicked by your wife. And here you are, what? Dana Lash.
2: I didn't, I didn't uh, mean anything by saying I Dana. Like Lash. Her appearances on Fox News. I just like saying her name. That's and all, Dana you know Lash. What's next?
0: You're gonna say there's two things I like about her? Hey,
2: I didn't say that. That's, you say, r- that's that you wrong. Do,
0: you do that about everybody else? Well, not
2: Dana. I'm not going to say that about Dana. <laughs> she's technically a coworker. worker <laughs> yeah. Dana. No, I'm sorry. Uh, you go, it. see? <laughs> well, come on, man. I mean, she's, you know. They've done her show a couple of times. I've sat behind that mic a couple of times. That's she, right. She knows my name. She knows my name. I got her producer's phone number in my phone right here. I know him personally. Dana Lash. Okay, I'm sorry. Um <laughs> My God. And then there's <laughs> Lars Larson, two one zero five nine nine
0: fifty five. I dare you to talk like this about Lars Larson.
2: <laughs> and his Lars Larson.
0: you going to come down here from Oregon and kick your ass.
2: <laughs> I met Lars Larson in the bathroom here at Alpha Media a few years back. Do they have any more paper towels anywhere? Maybe in the jock lounge? I don't know.
0: lars wouldn't say maybe he would say perhaps 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 we can find some
2: more paper towels to have here in the bathroom at alpha media it's in my contract that i'm supposed to have paper towels every five minutes on the lars larson show
0: at my disposal at my disposal
2: Nah, he's cool he's actually a very cool guy
0: He's very proper, though, isn't he? He is
2: very proper. Yeah. Like that's how he actually talks in real right. life. When he's off the air, he still talks that way.
0: He, he, the last time he was here, he was, he sticks his head here in the newsroom, mm-hmm. and I can see his reflection in the glass. And I, you know, I couldn't really tell who it was, and I think my reaction was, "What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, hey, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry, I didn't know it was you. Whoops. Just
2: wanted to say hello. It is Lars Larson." What did he say to you? you
0: He asked if I had any paper towels here in the newsroom. (laughs) I'm
2: trying to find some paper towels for when I go on the air later on here at
0: Alpha Media in San Antonio. Actually, he was on his way in to talk to Jack, and I just happened to be in the way. (laughs) So He sticks his head in through the door. I I thought there was a guy who used to work here named Frank. And Frank had that perfectly quaffed hair as well. Oh, yeah. And I oh, thought yeah, it, I remember I remember guy. I thought it was Frank. <laughs> so, of course, you know, I anybody who was here knows that I treated Frank with genuine disdain <laughs> <laughs> it was nothing personal it was just he was young and that's just what you do you know and so, uh, whenever, young people are so overrated whenever he'd come around like what <laughs> what man get out of here kid you're bothering me huh?
2: <laughs> that's how you talk to Lars Larson. Yeah.
0: oh I'm sorry I'll <laughs>
2: leave right now Oops. you're a
0: very large man and I wouldn't want you to strike me anyway <laughs> Mess up my perfectly pressed costume that I'm wearing today.
2: He came in and hung out with Riccardi for a few minutes? I don't Is remember. I don't remember.
0: I, after I did that, I went ran down the hall to make sure I hadn't been fired. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jack, can you re- recommend a nice restaurant that I could go to for lunch? I don't know, Lars. Uh, maybe uh, the, p- purple uh... <laughs> the purple garlic? Purple <laughs> garlic. I don't know. I don't know, Lars. There's a Arby's down the street. Thank you, Jack. I'll go check it out.
0: You seem like a Ruth Chris kind of guy.
2: Maybe Panda Express. Uh-huh. You know, Jack, I kind of was in the mood for some Chinese, and I like their char-boiled shrimp. I'm Lars Larson. It's not real Panda. It's not real Panda.
0: Oh God!
2: That's terrible. Yeah, but that's, anyway,
0: but that's what we do.
2: That's what we do. A it's peek what, we, it's what we a little peek behind the curtain. Yeah, nah. There
0: you go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Speaking of peeks behind the curtain. Uh-oh. Oh, God! I got home last night and my wife was watching that Wizard of Oz sequel with James Franco. Isn't that like one of the? Isn't that one of the worst casting choices ever in in the history of cinema?
0: I've never seen it.
2: James Franco just looks like he smells bad, doesn't what, he?
0: What's it called?
2: I don't even remember now. The Wizard. It's I don't know. Is it just? It's it's about it's the prequel to The Wizard of Oz. Oh, it's how the Wizard became the Wizard. All right. And they get freaking Dr- James Franco to play him, mm. and he just looks dirty. I don't know. He just looks. Plus, he likes texting. Allegedly texting like sixteen year olds and stuff. Yeah, that's kind of icky. He's just kind of icky. Right. And it's, and it's yeah. a beautiful movie, but then you see him, it's like yeah, that guy's icky.
0: No he does he play the wizard? He, he does,
2: James, Could you floss once in a while, pal? <laughs> just asking you're in the movies, so anyway,
0: you're the Wizard of Oz, not some Kansas farm boy. come on <laughs> hey, get a toothbrush well, now
2: oh now I'm making fun of the movie my wife was watching when I got home yesterday. Oh, I'm man. just gonna get my ass kicked
0: it, it just she you know between the blonde hair thing from
2: thirty years ago
0: now this now this. Oh, don't don't forget to mention the fact that you were picking on her watching the RuPaul show as well.
2: I wasn't picking on her. It's just, I just, I get home and they're watching. My daughter and her are binge watching the RuPaul show, and I'm like, I'd like to trick Trey into coming over to the house here when you guys are watching this, and just like sit out and just you know and and see what his reaction is while the RuPaul thing is going on. Yeah.
0: Oh, hey, you know, I got a thing. I got to go. Um. <laughs> or you know, when you open the door, you could be dressed in drag. And say, so hey, are you looking for me? Trey, I wanted you to meet the real me. <laughs> oh, Trey. Get in here, sailor.
2: <laughs> and there's RuPaul, you yeah. know, and, a, and all these drag queens. <laughs> Do
0: your Elvis impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> Love me tender, you hound dog. <laughs>
2: He already thinks I'm a weirdo because of the black nail polish, so why not just, you know, have some fun? Anyway, Uh, I'm going to go now. I'm tired. I'm just just tired. And I got to retry the blonde hair case when I get home, so there you go. Thanks to. uh, (laughs) Thank you, Chris. Thanks to our executive producer, Elaine Rodriguez, my good friend, Don Morgan, and my good brother, uh, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jock. We'll see you tomorrow on News Talk 550 KTSA. Bye.